With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. We have a Game 7 tonight. The second round of the playoffs coming to an end. Rangers at Hurricanes. Carolina has not lost a home game in the playoffs. They've also not won a road game, but that doesn't matter so much tonight since they're home for this one. Of course, we will keep you updated on that one. And then, oh, by the way, tomorrow, the Oilers at the Avalanche in Game 1 of the Western Conference Final, the face-off show at 4 o'clock here on 6.30, Ched. The puck will drop at 6. Bob Stoffer will have an extended playoff game day edition of Oilers now from noon to 3 as uh, we set up the Oilers' first trip to the Western Conference Final since 2006. A lot going on, a lot of fun for fans. If you want to take it in with a very large group of people, don't forget about the Safeway Road Game Watch Party, which was sold out on Thursday for Game 5 against the Calgary Flames. Five box tickets on sale now at edmontonoilers.com. Doors to Rogers Place open at 5, so about an hour before the game starts, and then you can watch the game on the big scoreboard. And you can also come to the Ford tailgate party in Ice District Plaza. The gates for that will open at 4 o'clock. No admission fee. Food and beverages will be available for purchase. And I'm going to be doing the face-off show from the plaza tomorrow. So there you go. Maybe I will see you there if you're coming down. So, uh, all the lo- bunch of other fun stuff going on. The Oilers playoffs, Mega 50-50, powered by 630 Chet and Pepsi, is now live. And uh, it'll go until after game four of this series, until 11.30 p.m. after game four of the series. Jackpot builds over the days. It's going to be multi-million dollars. And the 50-50 is in honor of the great Joey Moss. It'll support the Special Olympics, Edmonton Down Syndrome Society, and Winifred Stewart Association. You know how to get your tickets. Go to the Oilers website. Look for the little 50-50 link. Give it a clicky-click. Buy your tickets, and everybody's happy. Okay. Well, I imagine many of you are feeling happy. It's exciting times here in oil country. The Oilers able to finish off the Calgary Flames and now into the West Final against a very, very good Colorado Avalanche team. Well, heck, that's probably an understatement. We're going to call them a uh, an excellent Avalanche team, but I think the Oilers have been excellent in this postseason themselves, and I think this is going to be a really good series. I'm happy to hear how you feel about it. I, I know I got some really interesting calls from you leading into the Calgary series. Some of you were nervous. Some of you were optimistic. Some of you still were wishing it wasn't going to be Calgary as the opponent. I'm sure you're all okay with it now. The hotline is powered by CertainTeed, 780-496-0063, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. You can send me a good old-fashioned email to insidesports at 630ched.com and follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L, K-I-N-S. We got uh, Mike Kelly from the NHL Network coming up a little bit later on tonight. He has some really interesting stats and uh, analysis on Connor McDavid and how dangerous he is. I mean, we know he's dangerous, but Mike's going to have his own look at it. Connor McGahee on the show 
as well. One of the best voices in the NHL, play-by-play voice for the Avalanche, and uh, he'll give us more of an Avalanche perspective as we uh, as we move along tonight. So the Oilers traveled yesterday, and they did what they did uh, during the Los Angeles series. They flew to Vancouver, bussed across the border to Bellingham, and then flew to Denver. This was to get around some of the, uh, the, the COVID testing and just get everybody into Denver. So a bit of a, lo- a longer travel day just because of that, but uh, everything is fine. They practiced today, did a, uh, a large media availability with the uh, assembled WAGs and broadcasters in, um, in uh, Denver. And, uh, of course, the Avalanche spoke as well. We're going to start with Nathan McKinnon tonight, the Avalanche star. His thoughts on facing Connor McDavid. I think he's the best. I said it. You know, I think he's been the best for a, a little bit now, and it's going to take a full team effort to stop him, and same with Dreisaitl. So, um, but they're, they're deeper than teams give them credit, for sure. I mean, they're very deep. They wouldn't be where they're at without the full team effort. And uh, for me... I'm not really thinking about that a whole lot. Uh, obviously, I see that stuff, but hopefully that gets more viewers and lowers escrow. But other than that, I don't care. <laughs> well, that was interesting from a kid, and hopefully it gets more viewers and lowers the escrow, which is uh, tied into the collective bargaining agreement. And escrow is uh, a portion of the players' paychecks that goes into a fund just in case the hockey-related uh, revenue isn't what was projected before the season. So then that comes out of the players portion. So yes, if the, the TV contract and all that stuff generates a little more money, it might lower the escrow. So interesting. He would bring that up, maybe a little bit of a, a shot at the, uh, the CBA and Gary Bettman, but uh, I'm sure he's thinking about the hockey and, and not about the uh, escrow primarily. So that was Nathan McKinnon talking about Connor McDavid. Here's McK- McDavid commenting on McKinnon's game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like, obviously. Um, you know, he skates real well. Um, he's, he's strong, you know, plays the game at, uh, at top speed all the time, and you know, he makes it, uh, makes it tough to defend. Two fast and powerful players who can kill you off the rush. We know McDavid can do it. We've seen him do it multiple times here in Edmonton. We know what he's able to do. The, the first goal of the playoffs against Los Angeles, which seems like it was about three months ago. It was actually back on May 2nd. Um, Gets the overtime winner, not off the rush, but gets the overtime winner against the Calgary Flames. Dangerous, dangerous player. And McKinnon had that spectacular goal in the Game 5 overtime loss to the St. Louis Blues. We know he can fly. He can beat you one-on-one. Heck, he can beat you one-on-three. So I think in terms of players who can rip through the neutral zone and go to the net themselves or set up a teammate following the play, we have two of the top guys in the NHL going head-to-head. And then, oh, by the way, you have Dreisaitl and Rantanen and Landeskog and Kane and Hyman and Kadri and a whole bunch of great players. I think a wild card here, well, he's not a wild card. We know what he can do. I I think a a factor here in favor of the Avalanche is Kale McCarr. The Oilers' defense is playing well. I think they're playing well as a group. They have scored some big goals along the way, especially Evan Bouchard. But the Oilers don't have somebody on the back end like McCarr. And if there was one area of this series that I think is a definite advantage for the Avalanche, I won't even say it's their defense score as a whole, but I'll single out Makar because of what he can do on the rush, what he can do with the puck. We've seen some of the spectacular goals he scored throughout the season. I think it was against Nashville uh, in overtime. He got that incredible goal where he did a quick spin and took it to the net and finished the play. And his speed is something that could 
at least somewhat give McDavid some problems. And obviously we know McDavid is very hard to defend and often figures it out, even against good defenders. But I do think some of the better skating defensemen in the NHL have done a better job against McDavid simply because they can, if not match his speed, can become can come at least close to matching it and can maybe force him to drive a little wider than he liked or win races to the puck. So that's why I think a lot, a lot of this series could come down to how McCarr performs, first of all, offensively. Can the Oilers limit him joining the rush? Can they get on him? Can they bang him? Can they stop him from joining the play? And then also defensively, how much of a factor can McCarr be if he's out on the ice against Connor McDavid? Can his speed getting back to pucks and and maybe being able to match McDavid if McDavid's driving to the net, how much is that going to help the avalanche? That's really... Look, I, I, I realize how this sounds. Well, what about all the other guys? Of course. Of course, the the Avalanche are. I mean, JT Comfer and and Darren Helm, two of their depth guys, were were heroes in their game six win over the St. Louis Blues. They have a great team. They definitely have a great team. I'm just talking about the the one player that the Oilers don't really have um, someone similar to on their roster, and most NHL teams don't. But Carr is a very very unique talent, so that's why I kind of throw his name out there, and that's one of the keys to the series for me. Meanwhile, the Oilers uh, definitely have faced adversity. They were down against the Los Angeles Kings. Heck, they were tied relatively late in the third period of a game that could have eliminated them. Then they had to win a game seven. They get throttled in the first game against Calgary. They're uh, trailing in a a couple other games in Calgary before coming back to win. They lose a 3-0 lead in game four against Calgary. They get a late goal to win it. So they have they have taken some punches here. It has not been smooth sailing for the Oilers, and Leon Draisaitl says that they are building belief in themselves. Yeah, I think every team that makes it this far, makes it to the conference finals, has a little bit of swagger to them, has has confidence to them, and uh, it's no no different with us. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, we're we're a confident group. Uh, I'm sure they're a confident group over there. So uh, it should be some some great hockey. Um, Two, two really good teams going at it, like I said. And, um, yeah, I think we're all very excited to get it going. All right. And Dreisaitl was also asked today, again, there was a relatively uh, large media availability with the big-name players in Denver today. He was asked, why is this team more successful than uh, teams in years past? I think we've scored goals at the right times this season. Um, you know, sometimes that's just the way the the, the playoffs work. Uh, last year just seemed like we, we could never score at the right times, right? And there's other things that we didn't do well last season for, for us to advance, but maybe things that, are, that, that we're doing better, um, you know, we're sticking through it. Uh, even if we're down down a goal, uh, down a game, whatever it is, you know, we're, we're just kind of sticking with it and, and, and just go about our game the, the same way uh, every single shift. So um, I think we've taken big steps in, in that regard, and, and um, obviously we're, we're going to have to show that in, in the series. Leon Dreisaitl, as the Oilers get set to take on the Avalanche tomorrow. You're going to hear a little bit from Ken Holland and Jay Woodcroft. And as always, I am happy to hear from you as we go into the NHL's Western Conference Final, 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet.
Adam Fox has a power play goal for the Rangers, 340 into the first period. The game is now uh, four minutes and 18 seconds old. Rangers up one nothing on the Hurricanes in Game 7, and now a penalty on, I believe it's Jacob Truba, called for high sticking for the Rangers. So now Carolina goes to the power play. Of course, we will keep you updated on that one. 780-496-0063, Oilers and Avalanche. Tomorrow, we have Bruce on the Certainty Hotline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bruce, go ahead. Hey, Ray, thanks for taking my call. I'm impressed with Ryan McLeod's speed. But he's, he's giving uh, a good look at his age for 22 a couple of years, and he's going to be a real force, I think, with his speed. I think he's had a pretty good playoff. I especially thought in the last two periods of Game 5, I thought he was one of the Oilers' better players. I definitely think yes. his speed and and uh, and probably penalty killing will, will be invaluable in the years to come. I guess yeah. the question for him is, Bruce, and I'll ask you this: uh, What is his offensive ceiling? Like, if he starts finishing a few more chances, then that's really going to be something for the Oilers to have potentially on a third line. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. That in this next series against Avalanche, yeah, you can worry about the top two lines, but the third line has to produce, and I think he will. Well, if the Oilers get a big goal or two in this series from McLeod, Ryan, Fogle, somebody like that, that could win you a hockey game, right? Yeah. And then that could win yeah. you a series if it's at the right time. That's right. I agree. Thanks for right taking on, my Bruce. call. Yeah, thanks for calling. 780-496-0063. We'll get to a couple more calls in a second here. I just want to get in a clip from Ken Holland, GM of the team, who spoke today in Denver he was asked about the biggest difference in this year's team. Well, number one, I guess, Daniel, I'm a big believer because I have to kind of, we have to go through it. You know, we went through it in San Jose and we went through it in Detroit. It's experience. It's You've got to be there multiple times and you're going to have disappointments and you got to learn from those disappointments and, and, and maybe the, and the coach, the manager learns from those disappointments and makes some tweaks in the offseason. The coach learns from those disappointments and makes some tweaks. And the players learn from those disappointments and they're more prepared for the next go around. So, you know, you look at the, the team, you know, we played in the uh, play-in series against Chicago. I thought that we played sort of regular season hockey. We got beat out in four. I thought last year we played playoff hockey. It was tight. It was hard. You know, one game, all three games went to overtime. Um, and then I think, you know, that you look at the growth of Yamamoto, the growth of Pugliarvi, the growth of McLeod. We've made a couple of additions. Um... You know, when we lost, uh, over the last two years, we lost uh, um, on the back end, Clefbaum and Larson wanted to get more defense, so more veteran defense when we went out and got Keith. We got out uh, um, at the at the deadline, Kulak, Cody CC, and I just think that uh, the experiences, our team is more ready, was more ready for this year's playoffs and maybe a little a little more mature because of the, of the internal growth and, and some of the moves that we made and and then Woody is kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of all come together here down the stretch and into the playoffs. Well, I think the Oilers definitely seem more mature. 
and I referenced it earlier, when something bad happens, it, it usually doesn't spiral out of control. Now, of course, it's not perfect. And yes, I know they gave up nine goals in the first game against Calgary, though they were down 6-2 and made it 6-6. So they still found a way back into that game. Even the the overtime loss to Los Angeles, they, they didn't play very well, but they, they got it into overtime and rallied in the third period. So I, to me, that's a big difference. And I think that comes with experience and age. And sometimes, as we all know, you don't get experience as soon as you would like it. Um, but I, I think some of these Oilers core guys, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nurse, and Nugent Hopkins, to specifically list the guys that have been here a while and going back to 2017, they, they've been hurt in the playoffs before. And I, I think some of that pain maybe is uh, channeling some of their success so far this postseason. Sir Robert is on the Certainty Hotline as well. Go ahead, Sir Robert. Uh, hey, Reed, How you doing? Good. Well, I mean, I got I to gotta tell you, you know, if if uh, if somebody had said to me on uh, February 10th when a Tippett was fired, the Oilers are going to be in the the Western Conference Final, I would have said, yeah, right, not a chance. But but I mean, uh, you know what? I mean, for me, the biggest uh, for me, I think it's a, I think it's come down to uh, to having a, to have it having guys at least so far to having guys like Kane, Hyman. Personally, personally, I think guys the guys like Kane and Hyman. Have a have a have I guess really I don't know if I don't know if you would agree, but I guess Kane and Hyman have kind of maybe maybe taken some of that pressure off of uh, guys like uh, you know Drysaddle and McDavid and Nuge, saying, "Well, you know, the big three has to do it all." Well, yeah, those guys have been massive for sure. I, I think there's still pressure on those players, but at least you feel like other players are going to score. Now, it is interesting. We've gone through the playoffs with McDavid and Drysaddle on the same line almost all the time, which last year we talked about as a weakness. Um, and again, maybe they would be split up with Drysaddle were healthier, but the, they have a second line that can be dangerous as well. Um, Hyman got moved up to the top line last game. Usually when Zach Hyman's on the ice, you feel like something good might happen. And, uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins is obviously Nugent Hopkins. And then I think Yamamoto has been playing well as well. So I, I think they're, they're top six forwards. However, they might be aligned in any given game have been pretty dangerous. And then, you know, they, they, they don't play all 12 forwards a lot. They've kind of been playing 10 forwards most of the time, but the other guys generally aren't hurting you. Like I said, hopefully they chip in some offense here along the way. That was Sir Robert at 7804960063. We got Mike Kelly from the NHL Network coming up. 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6:30 Chad.